How's Boca? <laughs> that just uh, struck me so a podcast <laughs> where you at in, uh, in, in Florida? <laughs> that struck me so funny. You just, sitting in, in, in Jersey? Chris. Well, you're supposed to be in Boca. And did you see what he did? Well, you go, you're going to go to uh, Sear House um, afterwards? That's where Nucci and those guys are meeting up at Sear House. Did you see what he did? took the phone and he released it. I forgot he had headphones. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'll give you a call when I get done. All right. You got it. He's good? He's not in Boca. He didn't go? No, he's in Jersey. Jeez. <laughs> he's not leaving for Boca. I guess he yeah, did. Yeah, I'm like, uh... Maybe he just told you he's leaving for Boca. <laughs> I'm like, no, he was supposed to go. He told me yes, um, all week. I'm, I'm we going. I'm out of here. On, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. He said he was going. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm... I'm Kids have their things to do, and I'm out. I guess he's staying. Are we on? We're on. We're live. Oh, All we're right. Friday. Here we go. Fridays with Phil. Fridays with Podcast Phil. Podcast number 25. Fridays with Phil. Fridays. Okay. <laughs> we had a Phil's great... back. Yeah, how was your week? Week was phenomenal. Um, it's been It's been all over the place, though. I mean... I've been talking to a lot of people that actually reached out to me and that were having a few little issues going in their lives. And uh, I was able to actually send them a, um, a couple letters that I wrote for them. And uh, they responded and said, you know, they appreciate the fact that I was there for them. And um, it, it meant the world to them wow. that somebody could just understand exactly what they're going through. And it's hard because you never know. Like, you would look at these people and you'd say, their lives are great. Never know what's Every going on. Every aspect of their lives are great. You know, um, their jobs, their family, everything is really good. But, you know, I hadn't heard from my friend in a while, and I'm like, let me just call and see, see how she's up. doing. Right, because right, right. I haven't spoken to her in, like, I'm going to say seven months. And I'm like, let me just call, see how she's doing. I know she was having a little bit of a rough patch with her marriage. So I'm like, let me just see how everything's going. And if you're happy, guess what? I'm always going to be happy for you. And then she's like, I'm going through a rut. And I'm like, you know what? Let me write something. And let me send you something. And maybe this will bring your spirits a little bit higher than they were before the day started. And maybe it'll give you a little bit of inspiration to say, you know what? You're going to win at the end of the day, because you have to believe in you. Believe that you can get through whatever you're going through and that the people that really care about you will be there to help and support you regardless of what you're going through. Just understand that, you know, if you fall down, I'll pick you up. No, if you fall true. down again, I'll pick you up again. Yeah, no, I deal with a lot of that too, in, in, in this, especially in this business, right? Yeah. Who, who's got the perfect life? Nobody. And it's like I tell all my clients, right? There's a lot of things you can't control that you oh, can control. The only people that have the perfect life is in Hollywood. That means Hollywood on the on the silver screen. That's the perfect but life yeah, is on the silver screen because it's written, directed, and performed by performers. Right. And, you know, the rest of the world, we just have to understand that there are things that go on day in, day out that, you know, we really need to take a look. And you, your neighbor, you may, you may think your neighbor's doing great. Go in and check on him. Have a conversation yeah. with him. See if he's okay. See exactly. if his mental state of mind is where it should be. Because, you know, I told you guys before that Helen, she's like one of my best friends. And she's 94. And she's going through that rough spot. And I, w I took her out to lunch the other day. And it was a little, for me, it, it broke my heart a little bit because she wasn't remembering everything. And, you know, 
you're going like she's like where are we yeah i'm like well we're in the car yeah that's tough. where are we going uh, we're going to lunch guess what we've done this a thousand times but all of a sudden you know she's going through uh i think a little bit of alzheimer's and uh you know she's starting to forget certain people and i i just want to yeah, make sure it. that i'm there enough that i'm not a uh a, a distant memory so uh you know i took her home and she's like i don't live here <laughs> i'm like <laughs> No, you do live here. Um, she's like, I'm not getting out of the car. I don't live here. Not I said, uh, Helen, trust me, you live here. So I said, just wait a minute. I go in her house. I grab a couple of photographs of her. You And you had to do this before yeah, with her. Yeah. With her family members. And I'm like, where else would I be able to go in someone's house and get pictures of you and your family members? Yeah. <laughs> she believed me. So it was like, you know, that kind of tells me that, you know, how much longer do you do you have before you're going to be one of those memories that just doesn't register? That's the sad part. But uh, you know, you, you, happens that's, to that, me all the that's time. Life. <laughs> <laughs> I forget things. Oh, I yeah, no, I mean, but that's, that's but that's. Listen, ninety four though. God bless her. Let it be duly noted too that Phil came in here with a Poland spring instead of uh, Canada so Dry today. Yes, oh, I did. Um, did. Did we har- did we harp you on that a little bit too much? I, I'll tell you what happened last week. You know, I came in with the Canada Dry, and I'm sitting there, and I'm after the podcast. I said, like, let's really think about it. I want to be disciplined. I want to be committed, and I want to be consistent. So, I, I know that the Canada Dry has the sugar that I don't need. Let's ditch the Canada Dry, and let's go natural. Yeah, let's just do it natural. And I haven't cheated. And people have told me I know you've cheat. You're cheating. My daughter, she found a bag of M and M's in my pocket, in my coat pocket. But they right? could have been old. I put them there purposely, so that I need temptation to be in front of me. Oh, really? That's interesting. I want temptation to be there, and I just need to have the willpower to say no. So I keep a bag of of uh, chocolate M&M's in my coat pocket, and uh, I pull them out. Sometimes I sit them on the desk. You and, ever hear uh, about this? People doing this? Or any of your clients? Never. That's a first. That's yeah, the first time I heard that, too. Yeah, yeah I never I heard mean, that. Um, it's, it's your willpower, and you, you know what your So what you your feel the need are. to keep testing yourself. I'm, listen, I'm going to test myself in, in, until they put me six feet under. Uh, <laughs> that's just, you know, I want, I want people to remember you know, if they remember anything about me, remember one thing is that it's not, you know, how long you lived life, but it's how you lived it. And you wouldn't ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Well, here's the other thing, though. But then but then some people have that mentality of, you know, you only live once, so I'm going to do it. That's a Listen, different. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different mentality. <laughs> it all but depends on what you're going to do. <laughs> next Friday, I think we're going to get a bunch <laughs> of. Right, I shouldn't even told Phil this. Next Friday, I was going to put a bunch of Canada drives in front of it. <laughs> Bunch During of the podcast. But, this but, podcast is sponsored by Canada Dry. Yeah. And, and so, you know, like. No, I'd so, say Poland Springs. Baby. You know, it, it's, it's, listen, the Poland Spring, we know there's no water and, I mean, there's no uh, sugar involved. And the, you know, my little snacks, my little goodies, like the Oreo cookies, guess what? I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I put a couple of those on my desk and, and on, on a little plate and say, let's see, uh, are you going to. Cheat? Are you going to win? Or, or are you going to stand fast 
to your beliefs. And so far, guess what? I think I've lost a little bit of weight. I get up every morning around 4.30. I uh, put on a little bit of motivational music. And I go downstairs, I work out. For What's like, your motivational music? I listen to this guy called Billy Albrooks. And like he, he used to be a rapper. And then all of a sudden he's like become a minister. And um, he's just motivation personified. And I just like to put him on. And, uh, you know, he says, wake up the champion inside you every morning. Wake up the champion that you were born to be. Because you won, you've already won, won a race to start your life. You had to be the fastest to get to the egg, right? Yeah. So guess what? You are a winner. <laughs> it, they say it's what? It's like the one in three tries. Exactly. But, you know, think about this, be right? Be the tadpole. Be, be. My God, we can, we can go so far with this yeah, right but, now. But I, I want you to think about myself. this, right? It was a rough week. If, if we were special enough to get to the egg, right? Got to the egg. Okay, I'm here, right? Everybody else, you look back and go, ha, ha, ha. you guys weren't fast enough today, yeah, right? You didn't have the motivation, the drive, the desire to be here. I'm here. I'm crying. I can't. Right? <laughs> so think about this. You get to the egg. Nine months later, you're here. Pop, you're popped out. You're here. Now. But here's the question: How many, how many tadpoles did you beat? I think a million. I think a million. A million. that's the way I look at it. Hell, I, yeah, it may they, been... they say that it's like winning the lottery like twenty times. Yeah, that I mean, is a phenomenal way to look at right? life. So no, it is. So you, you you won right now. When you're a, a baby, nobody ever talks to a baby about failure. So when do you learn about failure? Walking. As, but, you know, I mean, when, when do you start hearing people tell you, oh, you're not good at this? Or, oh, it's, you know, when we're like five, six, seven years old, people finally start to say, maybe you're not good enough for this. Or you're not good enough for that. That's when we start to have inferiority complexes about ourselves because when we're first born, everybody tells you how good you are, how great you're going to be, what the things you're going to accomplish, and that there's nothing in this world that you can't do. Everybody's then, pulling for you. Right. But then all of a sudden, there comes a point in your life where all the cheer turns into, eh, maybe you're not as good as I thought. That's when we start to self-doubt. It doesn't happen any time before that. Mm -hmm. It happens after that. So, you know, I, I think about those things, and I always say, I, I want people to, what are they going to say about me when I'm, when I'm gone? Just that they're not going to say, like, you got this award or you got that award. Were you a good person? Did you help other people out? Were you a caring person? Those are the things that mean more to about. me than, you know, how much money did you make over your lifetime? Because I, I don't think people get up at funerals and say, well, let's see, Christopher was a great guy. He and made $12 million. Exactly. And no, they, they tell you about the things that, you know, th that made them laugh. They well, tell you about the things where you helped them out. Here's a good thing. You should make your eulogy and then live no. by it. Oh. Yeah, and live by it. What That's you want people to say about you? <laughs> that oh. reminds you of the Curb Your Enthusiasm die. episode where the guy plans his funeral. Oh, yes. He's already alive. He's to, see who's, to see who shows up. <laughs> yeah, and what they say. <laughs> well, yes. And that's also, that's also Everybody Loves Raymond episode when yeah. he said, you know, dad was good. Dad was, he goes, well, maybe you should say the eulogy and then. 
Yeah. Marie wanted hers. But I think if you yeah. write your own eulogy, you have something to live by. You do. Well, here, here's some f- funny story. It's the tadpole. A, I, a I friend can't of even, mine. That is the funniest thing. A friend of mine has an aunt through marriage, and um, she wasn't doing well. But she wanted to have her funeral while she was still alive. I kind of like it. And he was I like, know. I can't I participate in this. There's no way I want to go. did they tell everybody? Or they, yeah. they told everyone she was dead and she, she just No, she told all her family members, I want to have can't do that to people. my oh, funeral while I'm still alive. I want to be here and hear what everybody's saying and I, how everyone's I, reaction yeah, but, is. But that's... Nobody's going to go up there and say anything bad at a funeral. Have you been to a funeral where they go, this guy is this guy's a, this guy a jerk? This guy Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guess what? There's, there's always going to be a first. There's a first for everything. Yeah. So yeah, but, maybe. No, um, but here's the difference. Listen, it's the it same doesn't matter thing. Who, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. Except me, I could say to Phil. I mean, we could get crazy. Right. But I could say to Phil, Phil, can you write 10 things you like about me? Or five things, right? Sure. I would love to hear that from somebody. Of course, yeah. You may make them up. Or he may say in his heart, but you wouldn't pick people like that. It's people close to you. Yeah, but I, I think that in, in that sense, right, if I've got my friends or people that know me, I want to know what they really think about me. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to give me the, uh, the, the cookie-cutter, the, the cook, sugar-coater. The cookie-cutter with the whipped cream sprinkles and the cherry the on top. Well, I, I think those are that. memories you need to give people. Right. Like, funny story, like your story last week, I thought, when I rewatched the podcast, was absolutely hysterical. With Which one? Walking on the golf course. Oh. And yeah. going behind Walgreens and sleeping for he four goes, hours. Lord, I was I, crying. Just get me to CBS. <laughs> 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 Bill, exactly. did you go to work to, the, the day after? No. No. Um, I, but, but what I'm saying is, like, you want people to give you – I want honest opinion about me. Like, if I have flaws that somebody else sees, right, tell them to me. Tell them yeah. to me. Oh, absolutely. Don't, don't sugarcoat it and go, oh, no, you're a great you're, person. You're wonderful. No, tell me, hey, you know what? You need to work on this. There's also a time and place for that person to say what they got to say. You know what I mean? There is, but, I mean, if you're if we're friends, yeah. guess what? That's what friends are all about. Well, I mean, yeah. you're – my – listen, I have friends and – Maybe I've lost some friends that I'm a little too honest with. And uh, I, I always say, if you're Can my you be friend, too honest, though? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, think about and this. And delivery is everything. Think about this. When you get in an argument, a heated argument with someone, that's when the truth really comes out. Oh, the out. truth because comes out. Because you do not hold back anything mm-hmm. you were holding back in the past. You want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. So now when you get heated... And somebody says something, and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Well, guess what? It's, They've been holding it back for a up. while. Yeah. So, you know, can you be that honest with your friends? I think that, you know, you, you owe it to yourself, and you owe it to that person. If they mean anything to you, you owe it to them. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question. So suppose somebody that you know passes, and the family asks you to do the eulogy. Can you go, no, I'm sorry, I got to pass? Or do you just take it and you say, do you your have pa- to? No, but no, because you maybe really like you, you don't. Yeah, you have to get up there and say a good no, thing about the person. No. So what do you, what, no. So what do you do? No. You go, no, I'm Don't sorry. ask me then. So, <laughs> so, would, so would you say no? Yeah, I would. You would? Yeah, I would. Yeah, for, for the simple fact that what would you, you have to have your core set of principles that you live by. But what would you say? I have I'd nothing say, you know nice what? to say? Sometimes you don't want to put somebody in a position to say something that's not going to be well received by others. Mm-hmm. Period. 
you know, my mom's sister, when she passed, right? Now, my mom's sister was very blunt with everybody. She was a hairdresser in New York City. She was very blunt. If you came out the house and you weren't looking right, she's going to tell, tell you, you, like, yeah. what the hell made you walk out the front door in that outfit? Right. Right? So when she passed, go to the funeral. And, you know, the preacher's like, you know, it's, would anyone like to say anything? And I'm looking around, and I'm like, Oh, nobody's standing up, <laughs> right? And I, I'm like, okay, hell, let me let me chime in. And I'm like, listen, my aunt, I loved her to death, but she was hard. And she probably, and she probably was hard chuckles, on a lot yeah. of people. And she would tell you, if you were thin-skinned, don't sit down in her chair because she's going to tell you what she actually thought. Now, I got a lot of laughs out of it. I mean, her grandson didn't stand up and say anything and i'm like well that speaks volume yeah um but you know you got to be honest and if you're doing it for the wrong reasons just because somebody asked you are you really doing them a a service if you didn't like them like if i don't like somebody i will avoid them if there's somebody that i don't like and they're going to be somewhere i'll say you know what i'll pass right why? Because there's no sense in two people that really don't get along to share that space when they can be productive with the people that, that enjoy their company. Well, it's kind of like on a lower level, but have you ever been to a um, CVS and picking out a card for somebody? And when you're yeah. reading the card, you go, oh, that doesn't fit. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Or, I do or that all the time. Thank you for all your done. No, 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 no. And then I shut the card and move on. Next one. Because I can't bring myself to pick that card that out. Actually, I don't fits, mean it. But if you, you can't, can't give it someone, to them. You can't give it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you guys mean. Like, like you know what I mean? no, it happens a lot. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't feel this way. I can't take this card. I wonder how many people. I wonder how I many people. I get everyone people... the wrong card on purpose just because it's funny. Well, oh, I do that too. Like I'll go to a. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. Whatever just, it is, like if it's a if it's a confirmation, happy you know, anniversary, happy anniversary, yeah. or merry Christmas, yeah, yeah, just I mean, listen, like that. you want uh, when you're getting somebody a card, what do you really want to do? You 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 kind of want to get a laugh, right? You want to get a chuckle. Yeah. You want the you know, unless you're giving your enemy a card, right? You your enemy a card. Guess what? Hell, I want them to cry. You wouldn't give yeah, you wouldn't give them a card. I, I like doing funny things like let's just I'm just using these figures. It's not what I get for a wedding, but let's say you'd give a hundred dollars for a wedding. I would put like one ninety nine ninety five right in yeah. the check, like yeah. something funny. So when they open Definitely. it up, it's the, you know like what a jerk. Yeah. But that's what you, that's but, what I do on Venmo. Like if so, if the bill's like fifty bucks, I send like forty seven ninety nine. Oh. I had to Venmo him money the other day, and I was going to put something. I, wanted to, yeah, I don't know why you were Venmoing me, but anyway. Uh, but any, I was going to put something funny. Like, I saw a TikTok, and the guy dropped <laughs> a, his friend off at the airport, and as he's walking in, he's like, good luck at rehab. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and, and guess what? So, I mean, so everything, because this is one of those moments where you know we sit back and we can just chat about anything that comes to mind, and that's the platform that I really like. And the thing that, like, I think that we, you know, we, we, we talk about the good things. We talk about the bad things that happen. But, you know, just be real. Yeah. Just be real. And it's, oh, like, it's like your clients, right? You may have a client that comes in and they're overweight. They don't have the confidence that they, that they love to have. Um, and they just feel like, you know what, maybe I can't succeed. I've tried everything else, and this is just another plan. This mm -hmm. is just another plan. Oh, that's all the time. Right? But the difference comes when you sit down and you talk to that person, and you can relate 
to that person to make them feel like, you know what, this isn't just another plan. Right? You're not this, alone. This, this is and a plan yeah. that you have help. This is a plan where I'm going to be there with you. When you have your weak moments, guess what? Call me. I'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. When you have your good moments, hey, call me. I want to share those good moments with you. So it, it's about, you know, just helping where you can help. And, and, and I want to add, too, that's why podcasts are taking off. Podcasts are taking off because the news, it's, okay, it's informative to some extent, but it's not natural. It's not how we speak. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is how we speak. Like, when we're out yeah. and about, this, this is how we talk. So, like, people take to that. When oh, you go yeah. on the news, you put on news se- Channel 7, it's all about death and destruction. Oh. They're purposely mm-hmm. trying to piss you off. Like, some people gravitate to that, but, that, you know, you see podcasts now getting more views than some news stations. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like not just by a little, by, by millions of views, because people tend to this more than, rather than some news channels. Well, let me ask you guys a question. How often do you read newspaper? No, uh, never. Never. Like, I haven't read a newspaper in probably 10 years. I didn't even know there were still newspapers. You know? <laughs> I mean, Wall Street Journal, I'm on pretty much every day, but it's digital because I get, I get updates on uh, my phone. You know well, what? That's what paper. I mean. I didn't even, you know, it's a shame, though. But it is nice, though, once in a while. Like, summertime, grab if, like, paper. work is, like, yeah. down low. Like, I like to read a paper, like a magazine, because it's cool. I but always say that they, they, they print so much bad stuff. Actually, it's funny you just brought yeah, that up in newspaper. Yeah, good, right? Yeah. I just let's saw, be happy. I just saw the funniest meme, too whether you like technology and phones or whatnot, but there was a meme, and on top of the meme, it has kids with their heads down on a train, and the other one's like 1950s and guys with their paper, newspapers. Yeah, same thing. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But you get you get buried in all this doom and gloom that's printed, right? Yeah. There's enough bad stuff that goes on in your regular life. Yeah. Why do I want to pick up the paper and read about because it? Because I think yeah, some I people don't. think, that, well, that's worse, and it makes themselves feel better. Like their yeah, like somebody's got not, it worse than me. Yeah, but that's not a good mentality. No, I just... No, I talk to my clients all the time about um, changing mindset. It, that, that's huge, changing Mindset's mindset. Mindset's everything. Mindset's well, everything. I, but think about it. There, there's nothing that you can do before you change your mindset. Because your mindset starts everything off. If you don't think good about yourself, guess what? You cannot expect someone else to think good about you if you first do not think good about yourself. you got to learn to love love the person that's looking back at you in the mirror. Or when people say, I'm not in the right frame of mind to start the program. You may never be. Just start the program. The reason not to do Do, it is the the reason reason to do it. it. That's all, yeah. You know, here's the, today is the first day of the rest of your life. So guess what? Yesterday is gone. Right. Yesterday and, is, and is tomorrow's is, coming. My grandmother used to say yesterday is a is, is a canceled check. You can't use it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow is a promissory note. You hope that you get a chance to spend it. Today is a gift. Use the gift that you have. Yeah. You worry about and things. we're running out of time. We are. No, 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 no. I'm just sat <laughs> no. Oh. Well, yes, for the cameras, we are. Right. <laughs> but also in life, too, you're running out of time. We're not getting any younger here. <laughs> When you said we're running out of time, I'm like, well, hell, I don't feel bad. No. I don't feel that bad. No, Jeez, no, no. Chris. Well, uh, you know, I have good news. I have good news. Um, I had a client today who made my day. Second week on the program, second way in, his blood pressure is way down and his sugar is way down. He's like, I can't Doesn't even. Doesn't he off one medication too? Well, they were ba- I can't even believe his doctor didn't put him on medication. His blood pressure was so high. Told the doctor's given him three months. He goes, three months, his blood pressure's now. That's he's incredible. like, I can't. He goes, and I'm sleeping through the night. I have no heartburn. He said, and my sugar's down. All in two weeks. I said, yep. I know. And, and we're going to have him on the podcast. 
Yeah, sugar, sugar and fat is so bad for you. Well, he can't even. Adding he all can't, that extra weight. Yeah, and he can't believe it. And he said it too. With during the pandemic, the perpetual snow day, drinking a lot, eating what he shouldn't, up because it's you know your body wakes you up at two, three o'clock in the morning. You can't go back to sleep. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, I mean the suicide numbers and the drug and alcohol abuse during the pandemic was disgusting uh, to say the least. Yeah. Well, you think. Wintertime always brings out the blues, worst people when, the it, blues, when it yeah. has to do with, say, suicide or alcoholism. Yeah. The wintertime always because it's depressing. It's, it's so, so de- depressing. Right? We just said this last night at dinner. We were, we were all fighting at dinner last night. Like, everyone was in a bad mood. And I realized it was gloomy the whole entire day. It's just dark all the time. Vitamin D levels are down. Nobody's happy. And, and, but here, here's the one thing that, I mean, gets me through every single day. I wake up. And I go, I got it better than somebody that didn't wake up. True. Today. Oh, 100%. That's so, true. so, you know what? My motivation is I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's, uh, it, there's. Uh, I love a rainy sleep. day. I don't care what's what going are my on outside. In the world? I'm happy because I'm here. Yeah. I can experience it. Some unlucky soul didn't make it, but I'm going to make the best out of the days that I am able to wake up every single day. I. Never. You can call me in the morning and I can look outside and it could be pitch black and they say the sun's not coming up for three days. Guess what? I'm okay. Me too. But I'm Phil, okay. I'm, but I'm, I may be weird. My fa- One of my favorite things is a rainy day. I love it. And I never minded. I think I got in that mindset when the kids were younger and the clocks were turned back. So it would get dark or behind, whatever. I never. Spring ahead, fall forward, fall back, spring ahead. Five o'clock, six o'clock, it was dark because that meant... They really weren't into the sports. It was more calm. I had the kids home. Everybody was home at night. The night was longer with them. Right. So I thought of that of it that way, and I always loved it. And well, people listen. would say, oh, it's depressing. No, because my kids were home. It was more downtime for us as a family. So I never minded it. You know, they say that we shouldn't have daylight savings anymore. And and um, what I was going to ask you, what I was going to ask you is, do you, do you know what the purpose of daylight savings was? I forgot. I forgot, too. So Tell why us. do we have to then? Well, you we, said we, we have to. Because well, of markets and whatnot. I, we had daylight savings because we wanted to not have to produce as much candle wax. Oh, that's I don't why, know. That's, 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 that's why that's, daylight savings was wow. created. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like the same reason I forget which president Because the roll clock, the, the lighter, the longer it's light in the morning, right? You're not producing the candle wax to burn to create light in the morning. That's what daylight savings was designed. Yeah, but whether you turn the clock back or not, that was going to be the ebb and flow of the, the sun, no? No, not really, because think about it. When it's dark, what do you have to do? You yeah, have, you it have doesn't light. get dark because we turn the clock no, 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 back. No. It got dark. It gets, it, it'll get dark no matter it what. It gets lighter earlier right. at times. It gets darker later. You don't have to produce as much candle wax. That's what daylight savings was was designed for. It hmm. wasn't it wasn't for anything else. And but uh, still, but why? I'm watching we, the history channel. When, when, my when point I'm, is, and this this is maybe a really ridiculous question, but whether we do the clocks or not, it's still going to be earlier and dark. Yeah, I mean, do you know, know what I mean? mean? No, like, I mean, think about it. But would we, you would you rather have an extra a, a little bit extra time for daylight? Well, what I do would. we we gain a minute a day? Why? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's going to gain. We're going to gain that minute every. Every day, whether we ter- change the clocks or not. No, not necessarily. It was conserved fuel. You know, not... Uh, d- it yeah. was reduced during World War II. Um, 
1973, uh, President Nixon signed into law the Emergency Daylight Savings Time Energy Conservative Conservation Act, which made uh, DST permanent in the U.S. So it conserve energy. Interesting. So because that you, you reminded me too, I think it was FDR. I could be wrong with the president, but uh, FDR expanded the holiday season because it was too close Christmas and the holidays to expand the shopping to make the economy more to stimulate the economy more. Uh, economy oh. more. That's interesting. Yeah. I just thought it was a smart businessman. So, yeah, to, to save on energy and fuel. Yeah. I mean, they think about it. I, I just think that, you know, if you can have a little bit more daylight, it makes everybody a little bit happier. Yeah, that's 100%. true. 100%. makes kids want to be outside a little bit oh, longer. Yeah. But when, you know, like my wife is from Norway, so. It's dark. It's, uh, well, <laughs> here, here you go. I go to Norway the first time. So I dress like an American, right? I got my Timberland boots on. I got my down jacket on. I got my jeans on. I think I'm good. I don't know how cold it actually gets in Oslo. Get to Oslo, I get outside, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. What the hell's going on here? It's like 19 below, right? Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can we stay in the in the coffee shop, right? She's like, no, we have to get back to the airport because we got to take a plane in from Oslo to Bergen. So I'm like, there's no way in the world I'm going outside yeah. and stand in line for a cab. So you know, in Norway, everybody stands. Phil in hates line. the cold too. Everybody stands in line for a cab. I'm outside. I'm like hell. I'm I'm already freezing. I'm like a, a an ice pop, right? I'm like uh, I don't think I don't think we can stand in this line. She's like, no, we have to wait our place. I'm like, okay, guess what? I'm gonna go New York style. As soon as the light turned red, I'm banging on every cabbie's window, and I'm like, listen, here's the money. <laughs> I'm cold. I'm cold, and every cabbie is looking at me like, no. I get one cabbie that opens his door. Get in. I said, listen, drive me around until I thaw out. <laughs> then drive me to the airport. And I went from the airport to Bergen. I never came out the house once I got to her mother's house. I'm like, I'm not coming out. It was that cold. Wait, did you did you get her in the cab? Yeah, yeah. This oh, time you, I this time yeah. I didn't yeah. forget. <laughs> I couldn't speak Drive the. Me around and I couldn't speak the language. I would never know how to get back to the airport. So I, you know, when when you have the need for somebody's assistance, yeah. guess what? They're real important. Drag them with you. So, but what I didn't realize is that when I got to Norway in the wintertime, it gets dark at two p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, I can't do that. It the sun comes up at ten a.m. in the morning. So you got four it's a hours. Short day. Four hours. We go into the mall at like 11 o'clock. I'm like, okay. I hadn't, hadn't been there at night, so go to the mall, 11 o'clock. Come outside, it's pitch black. <laughs> I'm like, how long were we shopping? And she's like, it's only 2.30. It's 2.30. But the upside is that in the, you know, in the, um, when winter's not here and the spring is there, they get to just about 24 hours of, of daylight. Yeah. See, I, but like I don't Alaska like too, that. Right? Oh, listen, I, I can't it. go to bed with, in bright daylight. No, you no. have dark. You have dark shades. Yeah. You know, you create you create that dark environment yeah. when you're there. Listen, psychologically, I don't think I can. I handle played that. golf at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> now it's crazy, right? But over there, you are know, things to, open 24 hours? 
not everything is open 24 hours, but it's it's funny. Like, so over there, like we, we play golf here. We have a handicap. Yeah. So I go I go to Norway and playing golf with my. Did you take a cart? No, they don't have carts. Oh, you had a walk. You played, you well, had a walk. here's what they tell you. <laughs> they have a CVS. They have carts, right? Push carts. Yeah. What the hell's that? Well, you put your bag on this little and you cart and you push it or you pull it. So nowadays they have like the remote control. Where yeah. You put your bag on. It's like a RC. You guys car. are such prima donnas. All you no, golfers. No, so so when I when I first went over there, I'm like, um, I need a cart, and he's like, Well, we, there are no carts available today. So I'm like, What do you mean there's no carts available? So I get to the golf course. I, I'm like, I don't see a cart at all. Yeah. The pros like, we have push carts. But we're not allowing them out today. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to come back tomorrow. Go back the next day, have my father-in-law drop me off at the golf course. So I'm going to go play golf. Now, what I don't know is in Norway you need a license to play golf. You have to take a written test and a physical skills test to play golf. So I go over there, go into the pro shop. Now I tell my father-in-law, just drop me off. Come back in like five six hours and pick me up we're good he's like no problem i go there i said uh, i'd like to rent a set of golf clubs i'd like to play golf today he says do you have your golf license i said license i got a driver's license i said uh, he said no your license i said i don't have a license to play golf i, said, I got a crazy. handicap I, I got i have a handicap he's like no you need a license I said, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. It's a moneymaker for the government. Yeah, I'm pretty good. So I go, listen, I'll make a deal with you. If you let me play three holes and come out with me, let me play three holes. If I don't par two or three holes, I'll just hit balls at the range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, okay, go out there. He goes, I'll even let you use my clubs in my bag if you play. So in Norway... Two things you have to have. You have to have your golf license with you, and you have to have a, a divot repair. They call it a key. Oh, they make you do it? They make you have it in your bag in your, in your bag or yeah. in your possession. So I play the two holes. I par the first hole. He goes, you're good. You can play. So I'm playing with these three other guys from Norway and, you know, little golf course. I'm, like, having a good time. But there's a guy that comes out, and he checks to see if you have your license, and you have a, a, a tee repair. If you don't, they kick you off the golf course. Jesus. So he comes over, he goes, I'd like to see your license and your repair. I go, listen, I don't have a license. He goes, well, what are you doing on the golf course? I said, this is, this is the pro's bag. It's not my bag. I said, but he thought I was good enough to play. Um, and I said, as far as a tee repair, I've been using a, um, a tee. Yeah. I said, this, I don't know if he has one in his bag. So he let me slide, but the other guy I was with didn't, didn't have, have a license. He no, he had a license. He didn't have a T repair. And they kicked him they out? They kicked him off the golf yeah, course. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. But the, the best thing is when you're over there, if you do have a license, you can play any golf course you want to play, like private country clubs. You can play whatever you want, but you have to have a license. How much is, is a license? There? It's free. That's free? You just got to take the test? So here, here's, here's a good story. My father-in-law, when he started playing golf, he came, I got him golf clubs here. So he goes back to Norway. He joins a country club, but he has never taken his test. Yeah. He goes to the range. So he comes to visit here, Mm -hmm. has his golf clubs. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take you to go play golf with me. 
I make the reservation and it's Saturday. We have a tea time at 11 and I'm like, Hey, um, you know, it's nine, nine thirty. We got to get ready, get out here so we can go there. You can warm up a little bit. And he's being real reserved. And he's like, not, Oh, I'll stop. This is wrong. That's wrong. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? We're going to play golf. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. He's still like not making excuses. So I'm like, hell, it's 10.15. I'm like, listen, I'm going. I told my wife, if your father, whatever's going on with him, I'm leaving because I already made the tea time. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I go play golf. I come back. I said, what the hell happened to your dad? She said, he doesn't have a golf license. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he thought they wouldn't let him play. Like, oh, how That's cute. Crazy. That's so I tell him, I said, listen. You're in America. In America, you could just pick up your golf clubs the morning you go to play. Right. They don't care. He was so. Happy, probably. No, because my father-in-law, like, you know, he's is an English professor, and uh, he wants to be proper. Yeah. So, like. He's not showing up. If you're not, if you don't have a license, guess what? He's not going to show up and say, well, my, my son-in-law said I could play here. Right. No. He's, he's not, not going to say, well, let me just yeah. play the first three holes and yeah. then I yeah. make more. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I, and for me, it was, it was, it was, you know, funny because I never heard anybody give him an excuse. Like, she's like, you know, my dad doesn't have his license. I said, well, he doesn't need a license. What kind of license does he need? She goes, well, in Norway, he belongs to a country club, but he can only practice because he hasn't taken his test yet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, practice? He has to be able to hit a certain amount of sand shots, shots in a fairway, putt, and you have to know golf etiquette. And How about for tennis? The same thing in tennis? If you no. want to play tennis, you got to be licensed? That doesn't no. even make sense. No, listen. Were they afraid of balls killing people? Norway's, Norway, Norwegians are different. That's all. How is Norway? Very Pretty? so different. Um, the fjords are phenomenal. The people, extraordinary. Um, they speak better English than we do, and that's their second language. The seafood is to die for. Um, but Norway is very expensive. Is it? You know, uh, extremely expensive. And, um, you know, everybody follows the guidelines and the rules. So, like, if the speed limit is, like, 30 miles an hour. Everyone's going 30. Yeah, and so I'm, we're in the car with my father-in-law, and I'm like, you think you can ask your father to speed up a little yeah. bit? Like, Are we moving? Like a, a, yeah. a, a turtle. <laughs> Uncle call. Bill, yeah. are we moving? And, and she's like, no. Uh, it's very strict, and you get tickets. Wait a no. second, wait a second. I got I to gotta ask the obvious, obvious question. So this is where your wife comes from. Yeah. And she marries born. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's here. <laughs> well, well, here, here. I don't mean that. I mean that no, in the but, most loving here's, way here's, possible. Here's the thing, right? Her mom is a uh, her mom is a uh, psychiatrist, and her mom has written a, f a few books. Again, I can answer that question. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Phil, Trust I me, love you. Phil. Uh, I love you. Look, look, look. I, I asked myself <laughs> the same question. Um, her mom was doing a study for Rutgers. She was working uh, with Rutgers while I think my wife was. Probably, I think you told me about this in high school. Begin maybe she was a freshman, um, and then they moved here, 
Oh, uh, they did. They, they were moved here, here okay. for four, like four years, and then she wanted to go back and graduate with her class in Norway, and then she actually came back to go to college in the states, and she never went back. I mean, okay. she'd go back to visit, but you know, she wanted to stay in the in the states. So you know, it was um, different. And you know, my mother, listen, my mother is, is uh, a psychiatrist. You know, they're they're, they're never wrong, and um, you know, they're used <laughs> to mother giving. Mother-in-laws are never wrong. Well, uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't jump on that. <laughs> we won't jump on that horse today. That's it. <laughs> Okay. We'll go on that horse next another, week. Another another day, another time, we'll jump on that horse. But I always, you know, I always say for a psychiatrist, you know, they're always used to giving you advice, right? They're always used to telling you what's wrong with you. But no one's ever telling them what's wrong with them. Yeah. And that's where, like, me and my mother-in-law, like, we kind of buck heads because I'm like, uh, when you visit, take off the psychiatrist hat. Just because they when, can't, though. We're, when we're in the house and we're sitting down and we're talking, I feel like I'm coming home to a session. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah, like, like I should lie on the couch. I'm on the couch. What? What? Why did you do this? Uh, hell, I don't know. Uh, and you know, my mother was very stern about her her things. Like when I went to Norway, I'm picky when it comes to food. So like, I don't like creamy foods. I go to Norway. She's like, I'm not changing what I cook for him. I'm oh. like, okay, guess what? You don't have to change. <laughs> so she loves Point you. me in the direction of McDonald's, and uh, guess what? I'll, I'll be all right. Give me, take me to the you know supermarket and let me find frozen food. She, she said that out loud. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't bite her tongue. So she said, "Well, he'll either eat what is on the uh, table. table, or he'll starve." <laughs> so I'm going like Pinochet is uh, lamb. And that's a traditional meal, like, during the holidays. I love lamb. And I'm going, like, I don't eat lamb. I don't eat lamb either. I don't eat lamb at all. <laughs> so she sets the table. And I'm going, well, hell, where's the alternative food? Where's something for Phil? <laughs> Do you know they sat there and they ate the lamb? And I think I had a potato. Oh, I had wow. a potato. And I'm sitting there going like this. So my... Um, so when I'm at my mother-in-law's house, I'm, I'm eating whatever her diet is, whatever is on her menu, that's what I'm eating. But uh, my wife's parents were divorced, so when I go to her dad's house, her stepmom asked me, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, really? I'm like, I would love turkey, ham, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. I'd like strawberry shortcake for dessert. Next day, I get invited to her dad's house for dinner. I go in. My wish list is there. Oh, how sweet (laughs) is that? I go, you know what? I'm eating here for the rest of my stay. I'm just going to come here and eat. And then you got to drop me back over there because I can't get what I want. I can't get what I want. But, you know, at the end of the day, I understand that, you know, in that environment, they want you to eat. What's what they on, have, what's yeah. on the table. Listen, t- same way with my kids. You know, it's like, okay, no, this is what's on the uh, what's on the dinner table the menu that's, tonight. That's what you guys are eating. I didn't grow up that way. You know, if I didn't like something, my mom would, you know, be- call an audible be- be- begrudgingly. You know, she'd make you something different. Yeah. Um, you know, what's that flight like? How long is that? 
the flight. I think you said uh, the fight. I was like, I was going to say, what's a fight? Which one? Which fight? She sounds like a tough lady. Um, she's tough. Um, listen, she's very, she's extremely smart. Um, she was honored by the king of Norway, the king and queen of Norway. So, you know, she's she's accomplished in what she does. But at the same time, you know, you can't always uh, will somebody to um, go in your direction. So I always go, you know what? She's my mother-in-law. I got to respect her for that. But... Ooh, we've had our our share. I think you know me and my mom, me and my mother-in-law, we always have like an argument be- between the time she gets here and the time she leaves. So I, my suggestion is, I always pick you up from the airport, right? I'm always the guy. I pick you up from That's the airport. That's your first session. No, no, my thing is, let's have an argument let's, on the way yeah, home. Yeah, let's go to blows then. Let's get it out on the way home, right? It's one, two, three. Nobody else has to be involved in it. Just me and you. We drive home. It's 45 minutes. We drive home. We have our argument. Guess what? We're good. Because yeah. once we have our argument, guess what? We're, we're, we're fine. Yeah. But the flight is eight hours one way and nine hours the next. That's not too bad. It is yeah. because the first time I ever crossed the Atlantic, I crossed it with these Norwegians. And they're like, we have to teach you how to cross the Atlantic. <laughs> I didn't know that crossing the Atlantic meant you drank. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that mean? This is when they didn't, there were not restrictions on how much alcohol. alcohol. I'm crossing the Atlantic and we're doing shots, shots, shots. And I get to the point, I tell the stewardess, bring water. Water. (laughs) And the shot glasses, give me water. water. These guys were so hungover. They were incoherent when the plane landed. They couldn't, they couldn't get out of their seats. So, I learned how to cross, uh, which was good. Um, I love Norway. I've been there, I think, four or five times. And um, it's, 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 it's a really pretty place because it's little islands. It's all little yeah. islands. So, you know, you're like, you have um, Oslo, um, Bergen, Stavanger, all these little, you know, islands. And the people are like, you know, really, really cool. Um, I'm like a dwarf. Um, in Norway, I mean, the, the kids are big. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there going, like, I, I wouldn't get a date unless I had a ladder in my back, back pocket. You know what I mean? That's funny. Because the girls are tall. Or a meal. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, listen, or somebody. That was, <laughs> what, listen, I went to McDonald's in Norway. It's McDonald's, probably so different, right? No, every, every McDonald's is the, it's the same. same. Everything is placed in the same spot in McDonald's. So well, not, you, like, like China is different. Well, I'm, no, I don't you think walk, so. No, when yeah. you walk into McDonald's, everything is... They I, know, I know Papa John's in China is like Papa fancy. John's different. I, no, no, McDonald's, McDonald's, they want you to feel like worldwide it is. You everything you go, yep. you don't feel uncomfortable, right? So I go in there, and first of all, you know, in, in Norway, the, 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 the best steak is like probably the worst steak you could get here in America. Here, yeah. Because the, 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 um, the cows and everything, they, they're, those cows are working out. They're like... Walking up hills and stuff, so they're building muscle. Yeah. Um, no cart. Well, you don't want muscle. Right, Phil. Right. Te- yeah. They don't have carts. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot of things they don't have in Norway. But, you know, so when, you, when you're eating over there, your your meals are different. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there going, like, man, this is like a bad hamburger. And it's expensive. So, like, a hamburger might have been, like, $6. I'm like, it's a bad piece of meat. That's... My first pizza in Norway, Dolly Dimples. Oh, boy. Wait, the place was named Dolly Dimples? Dolly Dimples Pizza. I wanted a pizza so bad. <laughs> I mean, I wanted a pizza so I can't even know. What was that bad. like? 
it was $28. And we're talking about personal pizza f- 20 years ago. Oh, wow. It was $28. And they were like putting pineapple. I'm like, hold on. You guys are messing up the pizza. I want a pepperoni pizza. It wasn't a great pizza. It was ah. But it was they tried. my pizza. Was, yeah. Listen, $20 my mother, my, for pizza listen, 20 years ago? I would have paid $50 yeah. for pizza. It, it's different. You know, everywhere you go, things are going to be a little bit different. My friends that have gone to China, and they say, you know, China's like really different because you go through like little places where they have carts and uh, specialties as far as foods. Mm-hmm. And everything under the sun, they sell. You know, so you make um, crickets, yeah. um, uh, dog, cat, um, rat, mice, a little bit of everything. Snake. Don't yeah, they do that snake thing. They, they, snake. they do. Yeah. And um, and so my one friend, she went to China, and she's like, you know, like, it, what's weird is, like, everything is, like, community, all right? Like, the bathrooms. You're going to the bathrooms. She's like, it's not like you got your own stall. Like, there's a hole in the ground, and you, you like, pretend like you're the caveman. Oh, that, that happened to me in Italy. Yeah, the Turkish <laughs> yeah. bathroom. Yeah. I was really? like, where am, where am I going? And then they yeah. have, like, the showers. She said that, like, you have community showers as well. And I'm going like this. She goes, there, because of the amount of people that are there, nobody has, like, the – I'm, I'm sure the elite have their own – Yeah. Um, private bathrooms and sewage. Um, but – Everybody else is like, you know, conform. You want to be here? Conform. But she said it was really different, like an experience to eat and to think of things that you might not ever think about eating. It's on a card. Mm-hmm. It's on a card. I mean, where's, different. Where, where's the, what's the, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Mm. The strangest? Yeah. I mean, I started eating elk. That's strange to me. Elk? I had elk salami in Norway. How was it? I couldn't deal with it. Really? It was too strong, and it was like really like a that that wild, gamey. Yeah, gamey. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. Yeah. I, I was I like, you know, I couldn't deal with octopus it. Octopus is probably the strangest, and that's not strange. Octopus right. is good. Like I'm not. Yeah, but you grew up. You grew up in 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 a family where guess what? You, octopus was on yeah. the menu. Didn't your grandfather used to cook eel? Oh yeah I, yeah, yeah, I would never eat any of that. No, I wouldn't eat any of that. Or tripe. No. Yeah, tripe. Yeah. No, I, I can't. Once you tell me what it is, I'm not trying it. I want to try liver. Listen, I grew up eating liver. You like it? Yeah. Listen, as a kid, you you had I didn't have a choice really. <laughs> when my mother cooked the liver, it was like, okay, this is what we're eating. No, there was no back talk. It was just like. This is what everybody's getting on their plate. My father used to love it, love it, but we didn't eat it as kids. I put ketchup on it. Really? Oh, put ketchup Some on it. Some people put honey on it. I love, it's liver and onions, right? You cook you can, it with onions. Do, they do liver and onions, and you know, and most people put like a brown gravy with the liver and the onions. Yeah. And, they put, and, and they'll cook rice. Is it with tender? It. It's not really, really tender. It's firm. It reminds me it would be like an oyster. But you know what? The, 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 I think the, the problem is the older you get and you start to think about what it is you're eating. Yeah, I can't do it, Phil. Then you're like, oh, man. Or you start to see what it is you're eating then when I they pull it out. Yeah. That is a sense. It's like tripe. You don't think about it until somebody actually tells you what it is. 
But as a kid, when somebody put it on your plate, you ate it, and they didn't tell you anything, yeah, you ate it. As an adult, they put it on your plate and you say, hey, what is this? And then they explain it to you. Then you're like, okay, I, I got my reservations. I don't think I can do this. Yeah. That's how I am. It's like eel. My friends tell me that eel is pretty good. Plaxico tells me eel's good. Well, eel, I've had it like in a sushi form and not even yeah. known that, and it's it's phenomenal. I didn't know it. And he he eats it in old sushi form too, and he's like, you know, sometimes you just have to venture out and just try it. It's not going to kill you. No. Just try it. And it's, it's like being open, right? Being open to new things. We all have to be open to new things or, or, or else, guess what? You only know the, the life that you've lived. Closed mind doesn't grow. Yeah, exactly. I like trying new food from all over. I enjoy it. Yeah, when you were younger, you would try everything. Then, then you got older, and then you questioned everything and went and try yeah, it. Yeah, but now I, I eat anything. You eat anything. Yeah, but okay, but it's like this. It's like you have your favorite restaurants, right? Everybody's got your favorite restaurants. Like, listen, we go to Sear, or we go to Ecola, or we go to Prime Ninety Four. We're going to Sear right? in five minutes. Yeah, we're going. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to Sear today. Uh, that should be an adventure. Um, Always is. But you know, when you go there. You know, you could find somebody that goes to Ecola and then they go to Sear. And guess what? They're not impressed at all with, with Sear. Now, I think Sear is pretty good. I think Ecola is pretty good, right? But I've, I know people that can't stand either place. Shout out to Restaurante MV, Michael Vitiello, one of the best uh, restaurants yeah, right now in Jersey. Where's place that is dynamite. Burnersville, One Mill Street. Tremendous. Okay, okay. We were there the week of the opening. Oh. It was phenomenal. Have you, guys try, have you guys tried the Feathered Fox? I've we heard were, of we it. We were there the day before it opened. That's that was in Morristown, right? No, that was Not the Livingston. place in uh, Livingston. Right on Route 10. It used to be the old... Oh, the steakhouse. The old strip house. Yeah, remember we went the out there, we house. met yes, the, we one met of the partners and... Wasn't it the, the, the old, um, the Wilshire, like, hotel? Wilshire, yeah, yes. the hotel still there. there. It was the old right. strip house. It used to be the strip house. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you, I, it's, it's, it's pricey, very pricey, but I thought the sushi was really good and I thought the steak was good. I heard it's great. Now, now... On, a, on on the same note, right? I told a friend of mine. I said, "You and your friends go to the Feathered Fox. You really want a good meal? Yeah. Go to Feathered Fox." And they didn't like it. <laughs> they uh, next time I saw them, they were like, "Like, where do you eat?" Because that place was horrible. <laughs> See, I I haven't heard <laughs> yeah. one person say that place is horrible. And I'm going, maybe you caught somebody at a bad, you know, maybe you caught yeah. the chef on a bad night. But I said I thought it was phenomenal when I was there. Yeah. And guess what? Your palate. But no, but sometimes, and, and then there's certain people, I'm not saying your friends are like that, but there's certain people that you tell them it's good, and because they're told that, or maybe their expectations are really right. high, they don't like or it. Or they're, you know, they'll, 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 they favor more like Lanello's, right? Okay. Lanello's is good. Yeah. Yeah. Lanello, listen, Lanello's is really good, and are you going to get a bad meal at Lanello's? No. no. Maybe, maybe once in a very, very seldom, but that's what but makes a restaurant a great restaurant, it's correct, consistency. Correct. And, and if you and listen, my friend has a sushi lounge, right? And guess what? Shout out Joe. Shout out Joe McCaffrey, Sushi Lounge 46. <laughs> I'll be there next week. <laughs> next Wednesday, you guys go there Wednesday? Um, I, I haven't been there on a Wednesday in a while. Uh -huh. So I may be there on a Thursday or a Tuesday. Hell, it could be a Wednesday. Who no, knows? I don't know really what goes on at that sushi lounge. It's a... It's sushi. I mean, listen, when guys start looking at each other like that, something's going on there. No, it's a sushi lounge. Yeah, I mean, listen, okay. I, I'll say this. It's our book club. That Yeah, we, we read books. 
Um, <laughs> we talk about our research. Exactly. I mean, we, we... What podcast we're doing next. Exactly. So we have to go there. And right now they have a new chef there. And uh, from everything that I've heard, like the guy is really good. The food is really good. So, you know, give it... Go give it a shot. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a shot. I haven't, I haven't been there to eat in a while, but I love the sushi lounge. And, and on Wednesdays... It's ladies' night, right? So oh, is that I know why? Thursday. Thursdays is ladies' night, but is, for whatever the reason is, Wednesday <laughs> everybody comes and hangs out. <laughs> so I don't know. As Nucci would say, we say hello. Yeah, N- Nucci would say hello, my friend. Hello, hello my, my friend. <laughs> he's like Jim Nance, you know. Yes, <laughs> he's, exactly. He's like the new version of Jim Nance because wherever he's at, I don't care if we're in the sushi lounge, I don't care if we're at Sear, I don't care if we're in. He's got to say hello. If there's a group of ladies sitting down, he's going to go over and say, hello, Hello, my my friend. friend. How are you? (laughs) And I love it. I love it because most people that walk into those environments are, you know, shy. Most yeah. guy, most people walk in the environment and like. Or shy, hey, yeah. I'm ask, sitting here with my group. Um, ask Ask Nucci what my mother calls him. <laughs> just ask him uh, in private. Like the, the snow angel. Yeah. No, yeah, the snow angel. <laughs> ask him what she calls him. Uh, um, oh, I got. I'm, I have a few choice thoughts. But going back to restaurant, I'm going back to one of my favorite restaurants tomorrow night. You know what it is. Oh, that's yes. the one Howie was telling you too when you go. I've been there. Keen's. The steak, Keen's. Keen's Steakhouse. Yeah. Love Keen's. Where's Keen's? New York. That's okay. on 31st. Better than Peter Luger? I haven't been to Peter's yet in, in Brooklyn. Okay. I haven't been yet. I'm, I'm, that's on my list. But I, I love Sparks. I love Keen's. Restaurant at AMV again. They're going that's on to, my... um, what are you going to, March Madness something? Yeah, Big Ten. Big uh, Ten. Tor- um, championship tomorrow. Okay. I don't know who's even playing. I haven't checked it yet. But well, who do you like? Who, who, do, you, who do you think? It's got to be Villanova in it. No, who do you want to win when, when it's Tweet 16? Who, who's your... Who I, I have actually... <laughs> I, I feel embarrassed. I have no idea who's even playing. Well, no, no, no. This is just the, 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 the play I, I, I like Seton Hall. I'm, I'm a Seton Hall guy. I mean, we had Freddie Hill on the podcast yesterday. Um, oh, that's a good podcast. You have to yes. watch it with Coach Freddie Hill. Oh, I yeah. will. I will. I know that there were. I know Chris was a little concerned about the last time uh, that when they shot the podcast. Yeah, this camera's been acting up. Then we found out there's a setting on this one that's been... It's on like a uh, save mode, so that's why I have these these screens split so I could watch what's going on. But it was on a um, video save time. It was like a thirty second know. thing that we had to change, but it's all good now. And then you know, one thing I want to say to everybody that that's out there that's listening, you know, we come on and we talk about anything and everything, and and, and guess what? I it's like Seinfeld. I'd love to. Um, hear what you guys some things that you guys would like to hear or you know you topics that you guys want to talk about but the one thing that i would love for everybody just to get across and sink down into their mind is that we hope that we give you a, a, a a smile we make you smile we make you laugh we make you think about something you didn't think about uh, during the day we make your load a little bit lighter and we hope that we give you inspiration and motivation to be the best person that you can be no matter what the odds are, are against you because mm-hmm. guess what everybody is a champion you just have to wake up and open the door and let them come out be so the tadpole be, well guess what all you guys were the tadpoles and you did win the race so guess what don't let anybody tell you that you can't achieve it because you fought and you swam against uh, maybe a million other little 
little Michael used. Phelps. Yeah, look, <laughs> look at Michael Phelps. Hell, he wanted to win Olympic gold just because he was swam fast enough to reach the egg, right? Yeah. So if you've already won one race, who's to tell you that you cannot continue winning? Winning is a mindset. Man, that was the hardest race you had to run. Listen, that's the race that if you didn't win, you didn't know who came in second. Right. <laughs> Third, fourth. There was nobody that said, we have first. What did Al Davis say? Just win, baby. Just win, Just baby. Win, Just baby. win. Yeah. Just win. Just win. So that, you know, that's the thing that I think we, we like to get across to everybody is that, you know, we have a good time laughing, talking, and joking. And we just want everybody to, you know, like really have a good time. And if there's anything that I can do to brighten up your day or motivate you or help you to uh, think uh, a little bit more positive about whatever it is that's going on in your life, guess what? Leave a comment and Samurai Phil's here. I'm uh, and, I'm here to do it. And we we need to really pick a date too. So pretty soon, maybe in April, where you come in, where you have some yes. free time in the well, afternoon. Well, I listen. People can I will. I, we can pick a time, and I I will make time to come in, and I will talk to anybody that would love to sit down and have a chat and just. I, I think Phil that's had great. A great idea at lunch though. Why don't we do like a walk too? If people want to walk. Listen, that walk would, with listen. Phil. I would uh, I listen. Everybody, this is how would the, we walk? We'd the, be cracking up laughing. No, this oh, is what we, this is what we can do. We can either go to a park, uh, and we can, or, or there's a track where we can walk, and let's walk a mile. I don't care if you don't walk a mile. You walk a quarter of a mile. You walk. I a think third that's of a great a idea. And I will be there. Let's and I up. will walk every step with you until the last person. Let's do a spring walk. Yeah, we're in a park. Yeah, we'll do a spring walk. Let's do it. I uh, I'd love to do it, and um, I look yeah, forward let, to it. Yeah, let us know if anybody's interested. I think that's a great thing yeah, to do. We'll, we'll get our you know clients. We'll get whoever whoever's listening. Whoever doesn't nobody have doesn't clients. have to be yeah, clients. Yeah, no, just show up and guess what? Let's let's uh, we we'll, we we'll actually all... let's let's bring this up a notch. We'll get Freddie involved with his foundation. We'll walk for Freddie. We'll we'll do yeah, that's we'll, even better. We'll have a huge outing. Yeah, we can even do Fridays with Phil and Freddie. <laughs> yeah, what, and we could also we have enough technology now. You know, we're strapped with you know microphones and speakers. We could even do a podcast as we're walking. Listen, we'll we can it. we can do whatever they would love to do. Yeah, uh, just as long as everybody gets something out of it and uh, it, everybody's a little bit happier, a little bit healthier. That's really all it counts. Yeah, let's just love take it. the first step. That, that could be the walk. Take no, the pun, first, no pun intended. No, take first the first step. step. Yeah, let's That could do be it. the name of the walk. Let's do it. Phil's first, first step. step. Yeah, Phil's first let's step. Let's do it. And uh, like I said, I would love to come in and uh, and, and, and meet and talk to anyone, any right. client I love it. that would just love to sit down and chat. And if I can give you any words of encouragement or if I can help you along the way, guess what? That's what I'm there to do. Beautiful. Yes. No, I think that's great. But we'll thank you up. again. We'll set it up. Listen, that was, great... that was episode 25. 25. Right? 25. Yeah, we're getting up there. Yeah, we're getting up there. It's great. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Appreciate Phil. it. Bye. Air piss. Peace out. Peace. No, I said piss. Air <laughs> piss. Air <laughs> <pumped>. <laughs> Please don't piss. <laughs> wow. Peace. This walk's going to be fun. Air piss, huh? <laughs>